have you ever found yourself uh, in a situation where you felt like the odds were against you you and you had no hope you had no faith and you had no strength i believe that all of us in some season of our lives we have found ourselves where we felt like the odds were against us so today in studio i have a very special guest and a very dear friend of mine who will be sharing with us her journey of how she kept the faith against all odds Hello Deboho and welcome to Speak Your Truth with Korong. How are you? Hello Korong. I'm very much blessed and well. Thank you so much. And how are you? I'm good and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. I think it's such a powerful it's a powerful topic to be speaking about um the odds that come, you know, how you overcame um there are so i'm looking yeah. forward to that so just introduce yourself to the listeners who is tebuho uh you know just you know where were you raised and you know yeah just a short intro about tebuho mangena good evening listeners thank you again korong um my name is tebuho mangena yeah i'm my maiden name is muriba um I was born in the 80s in Gauteng province uh, Tembisa to be specific but I mean I'm a very much Limpopo child I was raised I can say I was raised everywhere or if I may say I was raised in a bit of Gauteng a bit of Limpopo and here and there and there yeah and um yeah my like I said uh, my I was born in Timbisa and then my home is in Limpopo Mangkweng uh, uh, to be specific yeah and I was raised everywhere yeah thank you Carol. all right thank you so 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 hearing how you saying you were raised everywhere can you just explain how your childhood has been especially because you were raised everywhere so it means that you had a lot of moving around that you did in your childhood so how has that been how was your childhood hey korong and the listeners i i i, I can actually say that you know my childhood was my childhood was not very easy um I'm, I'm i'm i forgot to mention that i'm i'm the 10th and the last one of the family the siblings my mom had me in a very late uh, age about 48 years and uh, you know when when you're born from an older mom who was my mom was also disabled so she was disabled and she was a domestic worker again so what what i mean when i say uh, i was raised everywhere You know when your mom is working around trying to you know get uh, make ends meet uh, we ended up being distributed things you know the whole because we're going to stay with the aunt I, I actually stayed with my aunt in Tembisa briefly at some point I have to get back and stay in Limpopo the other time you have to go and stay with someone it's what made us not to really connect as siblings 
Uh, yeah, and I think it was because of poverty. Yeah, because of poverty, because I don't really believe that my mom would have done that if she was actually well off uh, to raise all of us. Take us through some of the challenges that you faced while growing up. Yeah, uh, thank you for the question, Karam. Um, as a child, I remember, you know, I, I, you know, having to take care of my mom at some point uh, at a very young age because she was actually diagnosed with uh, sugar diabetes and she she really struggled from what we call hypoglycemia, which is uh, she was suffering from low blood uh, low sugar levels. So this, she actually struggled a lot because because of poverty at some point i realized that whenever that she 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 goes without eating she will collapse so i remember at a very young age i i i i worked as an undertaker just to to try and get something for my mom to eat because at some point when she came back to limpopo we, i was staying with her and she was no longer working she was sick and I had to go and assist at the our local undertaker, like a mortuary, on on weekends. As a you were, they used to call us flower girls, but you will drive with those old men to the family to the funerals and stuff, so that when you, when I get back, I I get paid. And, and you can't believe if I tell you I was getting paid forty rands. So that forty rand actually went a long way because it was long back then. I would actually buy bread, I would buy milk, I would buy sugar, or maybe even my, my mom, if you, I would buy sweets because if she puts them in a pocket, whenever she feels dizzy, if there's no food, she can eat a sweet, then she doesn't she she, she doesn't collapse. And my time when I was in Tembisa, this is one thing that it never, I, I always talk about it, that, you know, when I remember how I grew up in Tembisa, at a young age, I had to. I I I, sell, I sold alcohol. Gorong. I, you know, um, I knew how to entertain people who drink at a young age. I knew how to upload uh, trucks of alcohol because my aunt was actually uh, owning a shebin. But because I was living with her, and uh, you know, I, I had to do those things. There was no boy child. It was just me. If it's so floating, if it's selling alcohol, I'll stay until very late uh, at night, like sitting with those people for them to drink until early hours of the morning. It doesn't matter which day was it. So I feel like uh, it's something that I don't want any child or me being having a girl child. When I look at her, I always say to God, God, I don't want my, my daughter to... Yeah. So having being a child who sells alcohol to, to older people, older men specifically, it was a difficult thing for me because, you know, when you sell alcohol as a young child, uh, my aunt had a shabin, like, like I said. So I would sell alcohol to these people and then I will sit at night with them. And you know what do these people do when they get drunk at night? You know, they would touch you. They would even say things that are inappropriate. And they, the problem is that you wouldn't complain to anyone. Even if you complain to people, it, 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 it seems like it's nothing to them. But now when I look back, I see that this was abuse. And like I said, I wouldn't want any girl, child, any day, or my daughter to go through such things because 
this this was a very big challenge to me and i i i i feel like i was not protected as a child at first i wasn't supposed to even sell alcohol at a young age oh wow Deborah. that must have been so traumatic and and you're absolutely right you know that was uh, emotional and mental abuse so my question is where did you get the mental strength to still keep going to still have hope to still envision your life in the future and carry on regardless of the circumstances that you found yourself in yeah true girl uh you know this there was always something about me uh as a child hopeless and and stuff there was just something that always that person in me that always felt I'm going to be something in life, you know. I would, I would even speak to people and say, "Yeah, I'm going." You know me. I'm going to be successful. You know, I would, I would look at people who are successful, and I'll see myself there. So, at some point, I, I, I had to permanently uh, move back home in Limpopo. Uh, yeah, because life wasn't as good in in Gauteng, and and also because my mom passed, I had to come back to. Limpopo and 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 stay in Limpopo at home, where I actually the suffering was even worse because you can imagine, uh, in Limpopo, it's not like Houting where you can walk to 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 that street and buy mautwana like chicken feet and then you come and cook. In Limpopo, you find that there's nothing that you can even survive on. So one day, I I actually think my my this is where I got a break. I was still young, but one day I walked into one our local hospital, and then I found um a, 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 like a poster, an advert where they were looking for people to volunteer. They call it Legima Project, and I was like, I can join these people. Then I went in. I I, I joined those people. We were so 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 many corong where we cleaned the hospital. Like it, we would do anything. We would clean the outside, the yard. We would clean the wards. We would clean the corridors. Even sometimes they will say. Uh, the mortuary is dirty. We go there and clean without no worry. And what we were, we were not getting paid. It was volunteering. We were just, our, we were just getting food from the hospital. They would actually offer us lunch. I continued. I did that. I did that until at some point that project was actually coming to an end. But I, I, I became lucky because I was actually assisting everywhere, even in the offices. Even if they say print papers for people, I would do that. And me and other people, uh, I still communicate with them. Uh, okay, we were actually lucky to be uh, identified, if, if I can, if I can say that we were identified, and then they were opening a ward for a uh, very ill people. Uh, who were to be stepped down uh, after being treated in the main wards. So they just wanted people to take care of them. So they trained us as caregivers to just feed those people and bath them. And then, you know, God is so great. Uh, as we were doing that, I remember very well, it was in 2007 when there was a national strike. Uh, like nothing was functioning anyway in the, in the, in the, in the country. So we remained in the wards. We were we were hiding to go and help those people. So after the strike, an angel of God decided they had a meeting 
Then they took us to school. They wrote a motivation. They took us to school. That was my break, Koro. I was taken to, well, me and the group, we were about 15. We were taken to school to study nursing. This was this was my biggest break from poverty, from everything. And I told myself after this, this nothing is going to stop me. We went to school and believe me, Korong, I passed with flying colors. I was one of the best students because we were also, uh, it was not only us, but we were combined with other children who, or other people who were training, just normally paying schools from other colleges. I was one of the best students. So when I came back, I walked a little bit and then people kept on speaking positive the words in me. They say, you know, double, you deserve better. You you are very wise. You know, you can go further. So after some few years, I I I, I actually got got an opportunity to join a public health, which is where I am till today. Such an inspiring, moving, and touching. I'm I'm getting goosebumps, you know, just by listening to you. To you know. You know, they always say that never despise small beginnings. And I think a lot of people where we fall short is because we undermine certain things because to us, they are small. But what I'm inspired, your story is you never, you never undermined anything, you know. No, not at all. And you had that vision. What I also love is no matter the situation that you were in, but you knew that there was something bigger inside of you. You yes. knew that, you know what, I am destined. I am not destined for this life, but I am destined for, Definitely. you know, for bigger things. So after yes. overcoming all those things, so where is Devora right now? You know, what is happening? And because now it's like now you are on the other side of all the challenges that you faced. Yes, this is very interesting, Gorong. You know, I didn't forget uh, the promises I made for me. You know, I also to my mom. Uh, like I said, I'm 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 the tenth in the family, the last one. I I used to tell my mom that well, one day I'm gonna go to a university. You know, I I was trained at the co- at the college at the nursing college, uh, which we, with this one that I was sent to, uh, uh, by 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 poverty elevation and stuff. But I, I promised myself, I promised my mom, I used to tell even my siblings that, you know, I'm going to go to university. You know, I, I, I say to myself, I need to enroll myself at the university. And But because of fear, you know, when you grow up knowing that none in your family does this, you even fear to go and and and, and try those things. It took me a long time. It, 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 all the time when I think about enrolling myself at the university, I'm like, no, I won't qualify. You know, I, I won't qualify because... Why? Who? Why? Who, who am I? Because none, none, no one in my family ever even went to a university. Until one day I said, "No, man. You know what? I'm doing this." I actually enrolled in one of the best universities in in, in South Africa, University of Cape Town. You know, when I applied, I was just even. I, I was not even taking myself serious, but you know, I was taking chances. I'm a, I I'm that person who actually I have I've got this thing in me that says, I'm going for things that people. Like, I want to do the things that people think they are tough. Yeah. I, I love doing tough things. I love doing those things that they say they are impossible. You know, Korong, I celebrated the day I found acceptance letter from University of Cape Town. I, I celebrated. I went out. I told my sister. I went out. I I, I actually 
you know, he had a proper meal, like at a restaurant, just to celebrate an acceptance yeah. letter, without not even thinking that, how are you going to even uh, reach the standard at the University of Cape Town and whatnot. But with God's grace, I, that I got my first degree at University of Cape Town, and I thought, I'm doing this for my family, I'm doing this for my children, I'm doing this for my mom. Yes, and from there I never stopped. Even now, right now, as I speak, I'm doing my masters, and you can't believe that. Well, you know when they say life begins at forty, I got my first yeah. degree at the, at the age of forty. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. is so. That is so inspiring, you know. And and the things that I'm taking away from from this is. You know, they say God helps those who help themselves. Yes, you know, a lot of yes. a lot of people they think things will just fall at their feet without them. True. But God looks at our heart and he will True. give you the desires of your heart. And God saw your heart as a child, you know. True. And, True. and and it also it goes on to say, you know, God's God is never delayed. He's always on time. So he was, it was the right time for you to get your degree because he had saved the best for you. He wanted you to go to one of the, it's a top university in our country, even internationally. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's highly, you know, recognized and recommended. So, Mm. so, so yeah. And also, what I am I'm, I'm, I'm inspired about is you spoke into your life. You spoke positive Amen. things into your life. And the Amen. Bible still says that there is power in the tongue. How yes. we use our tongue is very powerful. And very you used your tongue from a very young age. And I'm sure you did not even understand what you were saying, what you were doing. But uh-huh. it's uh-huh. because you saw yourself in the people that they were role models and you were like, well, this person, if they can do it, I can also do it. You Definitely. know? Yeah. So I'm very, very inspired and I'm sure that the listeners will also be so inspired by this story. So from all of this, what has been your biggest lesson from your journey? What have you learned from, the, you know, from, from your childhood until to where you are today? Um, one of the lessons, you know, what I know is what I can say first is that, you know, in everything that we go through, it's a it in itself, it's a lesson. And okay, another thing is that uh, because of the things that I went through as a child, I've learned that I need to be closer to my child. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I go through, what I do, what I don't have, I I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't let my children be raised by other people as long as I'm alive. Yeah. And also I've learned that, you know, uh, I, I, I I I forgot to actually say to you that I am I'm a giver. I used to even give. I still do give even if I have nothing. So I've learned that you know what next Giving is lending is is lending to God, because yeah, even when I was having nothing, I would I would actually still give to the people that I I, I used to see that they even need more than me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and yeah. So that is every milestone. It's it's, it's a lesson. Yeah. 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 Such you know such powerful and inspiring uh, uh, lessons, and I think on the on the subject of 
that you will not one of the lessons is you will not allow someone to raise your children it's something that we see that you know other people will not love your children the same way that the you as their parent has you know you love them you know and it's the truth you know people Mm -hmm. you know want Mm -hmm. to run but it's the truth that the love that a child receives especially from a mother the love that a child receives for the mother is so powerful it can either make you or break you as a person Definitely. And also, how other people raise your children. It's not how you raise them. You know, the, the, how they, you know, the, the rules in their homes and how they let them do things. Get, you know, it's not the same way that you will do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. All right. So your last words to someone that is listening and they feel like the world is against you know, it's against them. They feel like there's no hope. You know, they don't have faith. You know, there are so many things that they are facing, so many challenges, and they just feel hopeless. So what would be your advice to such a listener? And to those that probably still have faith, you know, so your last words to our listeners. Uh, my last words to our listeners, you know, as long as you walk with God, as long as you believe in God, it doesn't matter where you come from and what is what we've experienced, when and how. Maybe in the past or even in the present. In the present, if there's anything that you really, 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 really desire or to, to achieve, put your mind to it. Work hard towards achieving it. And like believe in, in things that you don't see. Like you just. It doesn't matter. Like I, that's what I always tell myself that I am not what happened to me. I'm not what I'm not the things that that raised me. I'm not the path that I moved uh, that I walked through. So I, I I always go against all odds. It doesn't matter where I come from. Thank you so much, Devo. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I'm so inspired. I'm so encouraged. I have learned so much from our conversation. And some of the things that I, 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 you know, I've learned is I will implement. I think it's things that I will also carry them into my own life yeah. and also yeah. try and teach other people. So thank you so much for, for your time. And I, 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 like I said, that this is just a, a comma. It's not a stop to end yes. this conversation. We will probably have another session and then speak about it and maybe speak to other people about, you know, how they have overcome some of their challenges. So thank you so yeah. much for your time. No, thank you so much, Korong. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for this. Was, uh, I really appreciate the time. Uh, and then, yeah that you gave me on on this platform. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Speak your truth with Gorong listeners. I hope that you have learned so much from this uh, discussion because I have learned a lot. Remember, your destiny is in no man's hands, but God's. Against all odds, we will rise.